0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be listening to this broadcast of the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. I want to say thank you. My name is evangelist Mike McCurry. I'm the host of this program, and I am so privileged to be in this position. The honor of speaking to people just like you truly Truly means so much to me. I greatly appreciate your listenership. I'm excited about the topic of our Bible study today. I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Nehemiah. Now, in days past, we have progressed at a slow pace, kind of an expository study through this book. And our study today brings us to Nehemiah chapter number eight. And we're going to take a little detour. We're not going to go way off the reservation, but we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter eight and verse number one. Before we do that, though, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to consider using gospel tracts. You see, the ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated, it's been around for over 80 years. Many of you, long-time listeners of this program, you've heard all this before, but don't tune me out, okay? I'm going to ask you a pointed question, a blunt question. I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourself, with God. Have you used a Bible tract? Have you used a gospel tract? In the last 24 hours have you used a gospel tract in the last week the last month think in your mind when was the last time you used a gospel tract you say I don't leave the house all that often or maybe I just don't have any on me right now I don't have any in my car in my purse I don't have any nearby well can I take that particular excuse away from you today you see you can go To this website, BibleTracksInc.org. I'll give that to you one more time. BibleTracksInc.org. Our ministry, for the last 80 plus years, believes and has propagated the understanding, the belief that no Christian worker should be in want for the tools to evangelize the world. That's why we have printed, produced, and shipped over 600 million. Let me run that number by you one more time over 600 million gospel tracks around the world over 170 countries over 70 different languages we've done it for free yes that's right you can go to bibletracksinc.org right now and you can order gospel tracks for free from bibletracksinc.org what kind of bible tracks can you get well i'm holding one in my hand right now it's called seven questions Boys and girls ask. I hear from people all the time that rue the fact, that regret the fact that they did not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ until they were in their later years. I'm so thankful, and God is so thankful for people that choose to make the right decision to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, no matter their age. But can I tell you, instead of a testimony of a ruined life, Instead of the testimony of someone that has regrets and scars and consequences of a lifetime of sin, why don't we just choose to follow Christ? Why don't we choose to try to reach the next generation at the youngest age possible? So this gospel tract, seven questions boys and girls ask. This was written by our founder many years ago, but these questions are still pertinent i've had the opportunity to be a part of children's ministries from the time i was a young child all the way up till now teaching children's classes doing vacation bible schools i get to teach and preach at junior camps and teen camps every summer but here's a question that boys and girls might ask who is god i have had young people ask me this particular question how about this who is jesus it's so sad. Even in the country that I live and call home America, in a what maybe at one time was a Christian nation, there are young people that don't know the answer to that question, who is Jesus? There are five other pertinent questions in here that you might be able to, through this gospel tract, reach some young people. We've had many young people that have used these gospel tracts to reach their friends. Not long ago, we had a seven-year-old that attended a private school asked us to send, had her grandmother, I should say, ask us to send some of this particular gospel tract so that she could reach out to her friends at school. friend. You, our listener, would you consider going to BibleTracksInc.org and getting some of these gospel tracks? And maybe one of our other 30 something other titles might be a help to you as well. Now, let's look at Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 1. The Bible says this And all the people. Let me give you some context very quickly. Nehemiah, the general contractor, the leader of the project to rebuild the walls. The people are excited. They are just overjoyed. The, the, the project that they've been working on for months now is finally just about completed. They've put up the gates. Everything's just about done. And Nehemiah calls all the people together. And here we find ourselves, Nehemiah 8.1, and all the people gather themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra, I want you to recognize or think about that name for a moment, unto Ezra the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Now I told you, not moments ago, that we are going to take a small detour away from Nehemiah. We're going to go one book back in your Bible. The book right before Nehemiah is called Ezra. Now, Ezra was a priest. He was a scribe. Nehemiah worked on and was the leader of the the desire of the work to build the walls. Ezra, though, helped with the rebuilding, I should say, not the building, but the rebuilding of the temple. So let's jump back to the book of Ezra, chapter 7. We're going to talk about Ezra's beginnings and the concept the idea behind this thought for this particular week i'm going to ask you if you would to cement it in your mind and ask god if maybe you should answer the call that i'm going to give you right now here's the title the theme the thought for bible tract echoes this week we start this week off today here's the theme god help us we need another ezra God help us. We need another Ezra. Let's look at Ezra chapter number seven, verse one. Now after these things, now we won't get too deep into the context for time's sake, but now after these things, Ezra 7, 1, in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, the son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub. You say, these are a lot of difficult names. Bear with me for a moment. The son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Meraioth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzzi, the son of Bucai, the son of Abishiah, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. Now, we've just been given Ezra's lineage, We're going to talk about this more in just a moment, but keep reading with me. Verse number six, this Ezra went up from Babylon and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given and the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord, his God upon him. Now let's pause for just a moment here. Let's talk about his beginnings. If you'd allow me, Ezra was a man That was willing to leave what was at this time a peaceful land to do God's will. Now, let me explain that. Ezra lived in Babylon. He lived under the auspices, under the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and obviously he was high enough up as a scribe that he had some communication with this person, Artaxerxes, who was the most powerful human being on earth at this time, the leader of the known world. And even though he was under the umbrella of this protection, even though he was a part of the governmental system for the most powerful nation on earth, he was willing to leave all of that to do God's will. Sometimes to do what God wants us to do, we have to get outside our comfort zone. That leads me straight back to our theme for this broadcast, this week broadcasts, God help us. We need another Ezra. I'm going to ask you very pointedly, is God leading you to get outside your comfort zone? I'm not going to even give you examples of what that might be like. The Holy Spirit of God is more than powerful enough to communicate to you something you know you should be doing that you are not right now. Let's also look at the fact that Ezra, not only was he willing to leave a peaceful land, he also had a priest's lineage. He was proud of his lineage. He, the likely writer of the book that bears his name, gave us his lineage here that goes all the way back to Aaron, the chief priest. Can I tell you something? It irks me sometimes when I meet people That can't seem to be proud of anything. I'm not talking about a wicked or an unholy pride. I'm talking about a sense of loyalty to maybe those that have brought you to where you are. Can I tell you, if you are an American, you should be proud to be an American. But this is not some nationalistic plea for you to just wave the red, white, and blue in everyone's faces. No, no. You are Christian first before you are an American. Can I also say this, though? I've had the opportunity to do some world traveling as a result of my position as an evangelist and also my father being in the military when I was a young man, and it does my heart good to see people from other countries be proud and loyal of the place their place of ancestry can i also say this you should be proud of your family you should be loyal to your family i am a red-blooded american i'm i'm proud of that but can i also say this i am also proud of my god the christ who set me free the one who is my lord and savior i think these things can all be interconnected if you can't be proud of your country Part of me thinks you'll have a hard time being proud of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He had a priest's lineage, and he wasn't afraid of that fact. He was willing to leave a peaceful land. He was also planning to leave. He wasn't planning to linger. Some of you listening to my voice right now already have your mind made up. You aren't going to do anything of consequence for God. You already have that made up in your mind. Can I speak to those of you that maybe just maybe want to do something for God? Would you consider being an Ezra? Ezra had the hand of the Lord his God upon him, and he was ready to do a work on behalf of that God. We're going to talk more about that The remainder of this week. I know we're going a little bit of a different direction, but I'm going to ask you to engage your mind as we come back at this. We're going to look at not only Ezra's beginning, but his behavior as you join me again for tomorrow's broadcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.